0: Traditional Turkish village life is alive and well in the Cappadocia region at the center of the Anatolian Peninsula. It includes amazing old world history that you can see up close in some of the most otherworldly terrain on Earth. Lali Sermonaran and Yarin Turkulu from SRM Travel in Istanbul join us now to explore Cappadocia. Lali and Yarin, it's good to have you here.
1: You're welcome Rick. Merhaba. Merhaba. Thank Merhaba.
0: you. Merhaba. Yarin, when you think about Cappadocia, we've got this exotic landscape. What is special about Cappadocia compared to other places in I
2: Turkey? think the landscape of Cappadocia is like out of this planet. When you go there, you feel that you are no longer on this planet, but you are somewhere else in the universe. That's really amazing. The landscape is beautiful and it's unique. And it's the result of a very intense volcanic activity.
0: So Lali, what is that origin? Because when Yarin says it's like out of this world, a lot of times people say that in this hyperbole, but Cappadocia of any place really is an out-of-this-world landscape. What's the geological reason for that?
1: Approximately 60 million years ago, the volcanoes of the area were formed and they erupted continuously. And through these eruptions, volcanic ash covered the soil in Cappadocia, which was then absorbed by the local soil that had been on the ground in a new composition form that we call tufa. Tuff that you are familiar with it in America, and this is a substance, a soil that can be eroded very easily. The elements, the wind, water, eroded it and carried it away to a greater geography, and an indescribable land formed as a result.
0: They're like pinnacles. Fairy chimneys is the nickname. And on top of many of the fairy chimneys, we have a a big stone, a giant boulder.
1: Like a mushroom. And
0: what complements this dramatic landscape is the fact that people have lived there for centuries and centuries. And we have troglodyte communities. Lolly, explain how the history weaves itself in with these subterranean communities dug deep into the walls.
1: The volcanic soil has an interesting feature. It preserves the heat. So settlers of Cappadocia did not need themselves to build things out of stone or out of other materials. They could just carve a cave into the soft substance and live in it, and they could expect the temperature to be constant through the year, which made life a little easier in a geography where life was already very difficult. It looks fantastic to us today. It's an interesting area, and the history is very appealing. But imagine yourself living in these caves, in this rocky soil, hundreds of years ago. It's not easy to cultivate on it. So So at least living in a place where you would expect temperature would be constant sort of making life easier than it is.
0: So this is very practical, actually. You can dig through the soft soil, and then when it hits the air it becomes more hardened. Yes. And then if you want to pretend it's a church, you can just paint the uh, lines between the bricks on the wall, and it almost yes. looks like you've built a church out of bricks yes. when really you people painted columns
1: and domes and arches in the caves as if they were built, but they were just carved out. It's just out. a
0: little cheap trick. Yaren, you've been taking groups there for years. What is the most important of the communities that are built into the wall? There's a, a national site
2: Göreme Open Air Museum. Yeah,
0: Göreme. Can you remind us the feeling you had when you first came to Göreme?
2: I was amazed when I first went there, especially to see all those cave dwellings and the forming of the churches. The locals sanctified the caves, as Laila mentioned, by painting crosses and painting really very rural depictions of Jesus Christ and all those holy figures who resemble the locals there even today. So it's really very interesting.
0: And these churches survive to this day for us to see.
2: Definitely. Many of them are still open to visitors and when you enter you can see the beautiful frescoes.
0: Sadly a lot of these beautiful frescoes have the faces disfigured. Who came through and and crossed out the noses and X'd out the eyes?
2: It's the Muslims because generally in Islam it's not appropriate to have human depictions okay so when
0: the ottomans came and took over when the turks came
2: even in. before the ottomans when the turks came okay, so when they took over the region you know uh, who was there
0: before the turks
2: it was the roman empire the byzantine empire the Byzantines. that we call okay. yes
0: so it's confusing to me but after the when the roman empire sort of morphed into the byzantine empire it was still more uh, western and christian and greek and then the turks came in and they brought with them their religion and of course in a christian church you can have a statue or a painting of a, of a saint or a prophet but in islam according to their religion you don't want to have images so when the when the muslim turks came they would find these precious ancient churches and they would see these images and it wasn't uh, proper in their culture rather than destroying all the images they would just cross out the eyes and break off the noses this is travel with rick steves we're talking about cappadocia the most exotic part i think for most people's visit to turkey Lolly, can you talk a little bit more about the art you would find in a place like Goreme and you look at these rock churches and also the the layers of civilization that that terrain has experienced?
1: Goreme Open Air Museum is a national park which is the home to most of the better-preserved churches of the area. Cappadocia is historically very important in means of early Christianity. I want to refer to the early church fathers that lived in Cappadocia area, St. Basil of Caesarea. St. Gregory of Nazians, and St. Gregory of Nazians is known as St. Gregory the Trinitarian, the doctrines that these two men started shape the Christianity today. For this reason, the heritage there is amazingly important and interesting to know about. The arts came to Cappadocia from Constantinople. It was the capital city. But when it came from Constantinople to Cappadocia, material is not the same thing. They wanted the idea, but they didn't have the same material. So they painted structures in the churches in means of wall paintings and frescoes that is so
0: interesting because when I'm in Constantinople, I see these incredible you know, 1,500-year-old churches with beautiful art, yes. very wealthy, very rich, and then you go to Cappadocia and you find this troglodyte village yes. carved into the side of a, mm-hmm. a hill. You have the same culture but much more humble.
1: Yes, because they didn't have the material and they didn't have the money and they didn't have the artist. So they painted the interior of the caves as if it was built by arches and columns and domes You can see the bricks painted on the wall, but they're just wall paintings. But the idea was the same. They wanted to bring in the culture of the metropolitan city to their humble countryside living. And that was the idea. And some of these churches are intact, and we go and visit them.
0: Now, one of the most remarkable and memorable sites in Cappadocia for me is going to the underground city of Caimacli. This is actually where Christians were able to flee and go underground. These are like five or six stories deep, and thousands of people would hide out, uh, literally underground. Talk a little bit about Kaimakli and these cities.
1: The Central Asia Minor has always been a crossroad for civilization. Previous to the Christian living in Cappadocia, there had been Phrygians, there had been Hittites, and there were wars the whole time. The early settlers of Cappadocia of course knew and enjoyed the features of the land and they carved underground cities for protection purposes. They didn't carve them to live in them. They were carved out as shelters to hid in in case of a war. The new coming Settlers of Cappadocia, instead of building new ones, just kept enlarging the old ones, which Hittites got started. Oh, so
0: this could go back to Hittite times, a thousand years before Christ, and then two
1: thousand. Two thousand. So there, yes, most of them were started approximately four thousand wow. years ago, and they were ever enlarged as necessity for so, a greater space.
0: This is Travel with Rick Steves, and we've been joined by Yaren Torkulu and Lali Sermenaran, two tour guides from Turkey, who join us in our studios here. You know, it's so fun to talk about all the history and the remarkable past of these places. But when you travel there, you can also connect with today's culture. Let's finish our discussion by just talking about how a traveler might connect with the culture and the people while they visit Cappadocia. Yarin, what would you recommend or where would you take your visitors? The best
2: way for a traveler to connect to the local culture today is to visit a village tea house or a town tea house. You can just enter. You will be welcomed and you will see locals, men. Uh, especially playing backgammon, sipping their teas. Some of them are retired men, older men. You will also see younger unemployed ones, actually. For the retired ones... Probably their wives don't want them in the house all day. So it's a kind of a club for them. It's and a inexpensive, men's club. It's a men's club. It's an inexpensive club. You can go there, maybe just drink two cups of tea. But you can spend your whole day, you can catch up with the latest news.
0: Now, you are a, a young Turkish woman. Uh, are you, Would you be comfortable going into one of these tea houses that are mostly uh, filled with men?
2: Actually, they welcome women. They don't welcome the local women, but they do welcome
0: tourist women tourist
2: women or you know women from other cities and you can easily start a conversation with them
0: and learn to play backgammon before you go and drink some tea and Definitely. put lots of sugar in it Lolly, how would you as a tour guide introduce uh, some of the more uh, intimate dimensions of the culture in Cappadocia
1: as the cliche I must say that first people need to get out of the tourist zone that's the first thing in Cappadocia, there are some areas which are very well known, but they are so touristy. And in some of them, there are no local life remaining anymore. Every single corner is either a pension, BB, or restaurant, this and that. You have to get out of that area. And getting out of that area is not a very big deal. You just drive five minutes more. That's it. That's what I recommend people to do. And many people look for evening entertainment. They enjoy sightseeing the whole day, they enjoy a good dinner, and then they say, What's next? Of course, in such a touristy area in Cappadocia, there are folk shows that are geared for travelers, tourists. They're fun, but like Americans don't go square dancing every night after dinner, we don't go folk dancing in Turkey as well. So you shouldn't expect these to provide you a local entertainment they give you a glimpse of the culture but that's not what we do what we do we go to a turku bar turku is turkish folk songs turku t-u-r-k-u such as you have live music clubs in america we have turku bars and they would be playing traditional local folk music using the traditional instruments and you can get to witness everybody sing along Saz would be the main instrument. It's a string instrument with a long neck. That's one thing you cannot miss at all.
0: With a little bit of luck, you can find an impromptu music session in a Turku bar. Yes. Anywhere if you can get yes. away from the tourist. Yes. Otherwise, you're going to see the touristic cliches on stage. Yes. Lali Sermenaran and Yaren Turkolu. thank you so much for giving us a better understanding of Cappadocia, one of the most fascinating corners of Turkey.
2: Teşekkürler, Rick. Ben teşekkür ederim.
0: Güle <laughs> güle.
1: <laughs> There's
0: all my Turkish. <laughs> we have web links to our guests with each week's show at ricksteves.com/radio.
1: Each year, Rick Steves tour guides take thousands of free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Europe, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from more than 40 different vacations in Europe's best destinations, from Ireland to Greece and practically everywhere in between. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com.